Welcome. You are listening to SIB Life Church Sermon Audio Podcast. If you would like to know about SIB Life, including our online service time, you can join us online at siblife.my. Hi, SIB Life. It's a joy to be here to share God's word with you this morning. I think we are living in such a, uh, an exciting period of, of our life where as Bible-believing Christian, we know that we have this powerful weapon that we can use it. And this is the weapon is called prayer. And that's what I want to share with you today, that prayer is powerful weapon. Why did I come to this point? Because I think we are living in times where never before that we actually pray for a lot of needs you know we pray for the current situation that we're seeing in our nation we are praying for um, you know closer uh, and closer we are hearing news of friends and relatives who have uh, contracted uh, COVID-19 we are praying for people who uh, are suffering from depression emotionally they are being uh, disturbed because some of them have lost their job you know the younger generation uh, after leaving their colleges they are not sure whether were they secure any job or where is their future? I think never before that uh, we have seen Christian community coming together to pray. And this morning, let me just encourage you that prayer is the most powerful weapon that any of us as Bible-believing Christian can have. And we're going to look at uh, James chapter 5. Okay, uh, our key verse is taken from verse 16 to verse 18. But let us just start by reading from verse 13 onwards. If you have your Bible with you, you know, uh, let us look at James chapter 5, verse 13 to verse 18. He says here, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and seven months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and, and the earth bore its fruits. Why don't we just take some time and let's pray. Father, we just commit this morning to you. That Lord, uh, it is a reminder for us and also a challenge for us that indeed prayer is the most powerful weapon that any believer can have. And prayer is powerful weapon. And help us this morning as we hear and your word. Lord, I pray that every heart be open to you. And I pray that every ears be open to you as well. That those who are frail, those who are depressed, those who are emotionally disturbed. God, may they find freedom in you even this morning. God, we just want to thank you. We pray all this in your son's most precious name. Amen. Amen. Prayer is powerful weapon. You know, I'm, I, I, I mean, I'm not a, a person that that is so much an intercessor. I mean, I pray because I talk to God a lot. Okay. And being involved in ministry like PLUC, if you're not aware, I'm involved in a ministry that journey with those with gender issues, which means that I deal with those who live in sin, who wants to come out of sin, and also those who are emotionally disturbed, you know, they've been depressed for so long, and uh, they've been tied down by this situation in their life. And, and even as we journey with them, if it's not because of the power of prayer, uh, we find that it is really impossible to actually have the kind of strength to walk with them. So as we look at James chapter 5, let me just uh, bring your attention to this, that um, the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Now James has just 
exalted us, you know, if you are read, if you are read in verse 13, right to verse, you know, 15, he has exalted us to do very simple thing. He says that if any one of you suffering, let him pray. If anyone cheerful, let him sing praise. If, if, you know, is anyone among you sick, let him call the elders to pray for him. So when we talk about here, James has just exalted us. James has just encouraged us to pray for one another so that we may be healed. Now, this exaltation, uh, if we were to look at the portion of scripture here, you know, it can also be referring to healing from illness. That means uh, physical sicknesses and, you know, result of, uh, according to here, is it, it says that it may be the result of our unconfessed sins. And uh, it may also refer to spiritual healing because James also mentioned, has instructed us to do a very simple thing, that is to confess our sins uh, to one another. So, whether it is about physical healing or even spiritual healing, okay, um, prayer is powerful weapon. Because even in our ministry, uh, as we provide pastoral care, as we provide pastoral counseling, okay, uh, but it is the it is the power of prayer that actually works. It's not about us praying away their uh, sexual struggles. It's not about praying away the gender identity. I need to make it known here. It's not about praying away uh, the, the 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 alcoholism, praying away the drug addiction, or praying away whatever the sinful nature is. Okay, but prayer itself is a powerful weapon. Now, let's let's look at first and foremost, what is the qualification for prayer? You now, some some of us may be saying that no, but but Trafina, you are a pastor, ma. You know, uh, Daniel, you are a pastor. You know, uh, Wagner, you are a pastor. You know, uh, and then the leaders in the church. You know, I mean, you are pastors and leaders. Of course, you know your 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 prayer is uh, is has more oomph. You know, your prayer has more power in the sense. But it's not true, okay? It's not true because it says here that um, uh, the qualification for prayer is first and foremost a righteous life. Wow, you are making it more difficult for us, Pastor Trevina. And just now, we already say that, you know, you guys are pastors and, and that's why when you pray, you know, God hears. And now you are adding an, an additional, uh, 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 what do you call, a qualification here that you know, we need to, we need to, uh, what do you call, a, a, a qualification for prayer is a righteous life. The, the word righteous itself sounds scary. Uh, but let us, let us not be taken by this word. Uh, in a, in such a manner, let us look at what actually this word means. You know, in the first place, first and foremost, we have been justified by faith, which means what? Which means that we we stand before God not uh, by our own okay uh, merits, not by what we have done, but it is you know we stand before God with a righteousness that is not of our own. Now. Imagine if you, you know, if you think that you can come to God, you can approach God, okay, uh, through your own righteousness, then your understanding of the gospel is already distorted, okay? It's, it's already, uh, you do not understand what does the gospel say. Because here, the gospel says here, you know, in Romans chapter 3, he says here, for all have sinned, and fall short of the glory of God, being justified as a gift by His grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. What does it mean here? It means to be justified is to be declared righteous. So, so in simple words, you know, why is it that every time um, I, I can just come before the, the people that I'm journeying with and just just begin to to say a prayer for them. It's not because I am righteous. No, okay. It's not. It's not because that I've done something so great. You know, I'm able to to change and transform life. No, okay. It, it means here is that to be, you know. It, it means that it is it is actually God's gift 
God's gift to forgive all our sins, including yours and mine. And, and not only that He has forgiven our sins, He clothed us with His righteousness, His perfect righteousness. So that is the standing of whoever that trusts in God. So what it means here, righteous, brothers and sisters in Christ, it means that our right standing with God. You and I, how do we stand in Christ? Okay, um, let me just say this way. I, I mean, I still face temptation. I still face challenges. Okay, so it's a daily decision to walk righteously with God. Okay, so it refers to our walk. When when I say that it's our daily standing in Christ, it means our walk. It doesn't mean that you have to be perfect. Then only you pray. Then only the prayer of the of the righteous. That means the prayer of a perfect person. No, no, no. Here the righteousness that we have is the righteousness that God has given to us. Okay. So if we look at the this particular paragraph that James has written, he has brought up this name called Elijah. Okay. Because Looking at it, the qualification here, none of us actually qualify, not even Elijah. Okay, But here, we know that the qualification for prayer is a righteous life. And when we look at Elijah, Elijah himself, he was not a perfect man. Now, he feared the wicked Jezebel, okay, and then he, he actually fled from her. And, um, and, he, he, and in fact, he thought that, you know, Probably at the end of the day, I'm the only, probably the only godly person that's left in Israel. Now, instead, when we talk about the qualification for prayer is a righteous life, it means here, it means this, this is the, uh, the important key here, that the condition of our heart, okay, is to be righteous means to walk uprightly before God. And uh, judging and confessing all known sins. That means you, 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 you confess all your sins to one another and seeking to obey God in every area of our life. So one of the things that I, I make it, a, um, not to say daily, but as and when, as I'm about to, to pray for somebody, I, I will always ask myself this simple question. Trefina, is there anything that you have not settled with God. Is there anything? No, it's, it's a checking on the condition of my heart. Okay? Um, because a lot of time, we, we are so fearful to pray for somebody because we feel that we are not uh, qualified. We feel that we are not worthy enough. We feel that, hey, I'm, I'm still in this kind of a situation. I'm still not perfect enough. How can I pray for somebody? Let's not fall into the trap of the enemy because to be righteous means to walk uprightly before God, confess all known sin and seeking to obey God in every area of our life. Psalm 66 verse 18 says this, If I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. So let's check our hearts. Let's check our motive before we, you know, don't let this become a stumbling block for, uh, for us to, to, to start to exercise this weapon that God has given to us, this powerful weapon called prayer that God has given to us. And secondly, when we talk about the prayer, okay, the prayer of the righteous is very powerful in His working. What does it mean here? Okay, just now we talk about the word righteous. And secondly, we talk about is we're talking about the prayer of a righteous is as powerful as the God to whom we pray. Why? Because actually, um, prayer itself, honestly, prayer itself, you just uttered like that, prayer itself has no power. Oops, Pastor, can you repeat? You know, there is there is no power in prayer itself but prayer links us to God that's that's the key thing okay prayer connect us to this all-powerful and almighty God 
Therefore, prayer is not just something that you wishy-washy, you know, you just, just talk on it. But as prayer itself is a conversation with God. Prayer itself is where it links you, it connects you to God. So, so what happened here when you and I pray? We are talking to the Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, who loves us. This Creator of heaven and earth loves us and invites us into His presence to receive His grace. Just as uh, this uh, person called Ian Barnes, uh, Ian Barnes put it this way, prayer can do anything that God can do. It's not prayer can do what we can do, but prayer can do anything that God can do. That's, that's a powerful and wonderful statement. Honestly, can I share this from my heart that uh, um, I do struggle when I, you know, initially when I read this, uh, when I say, you know, when I, when I read that prayer can do anything that God can do. It, it's, it's something that it was so hard for me to register in my early days, uh, especially when I was a Bible student, you know, because I've experienced a lot of unanswered prayers in, you know, probably even years ago, and even sometimes even up to date, they are, you know, they are, they are prayers that are not answered. You know, I pray for healing uh, for many sick people. You know, I mean, of late, this last uh, few months, I've been praying for people who are sick. Uh, just at the beginning of the of the pandemic, you know, uh, one of a, one of a, a good friend of mine who is a missionary also passed away, my aunt passed away because of sicknesses, nothing to do with pandemic, you know, uh, but they were not well, they were sick, they had weak body, and I was praying for healing for them, but the more I pray, you know, that they passed on, they, they, they passed away. And even in the ministry in PLUC, praying for, you know, uh, repentance for all those who are living in sin, and yet they continue, even after years of journey with them, they continue and go on sinning uh, against God. I, I mean, I pray for salvation. I, I still have my family members, loved ones who have who hasn't come to know the Lord. I mean, I've been praying for them for so many years, and they have yet to come to their faith in Christ. Then I begin to ask myself: Is is there any, you know, uh, unconfessed sin in my life? You know, honestly, I'm not aware of any unconfessed sin in in my in my life or or, or not even uh, lacking faith in God so why is it that when we pray um, sometimes we have no answer and and we start to we start to be discouraged we we start to be even more emotionally disturbed you know we have right now we're ministering to different people I'm sure that you guys are also doing the same I mean you have you have people that you are journeying with, you know, they are, they are heading towards depression, they are he heading towards emotional instability, and you've been praying months after months. Some of them have lost their jobs, they have no work, and they are just leaving, you know, uh, you know, till ends meet, you know, and, 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 and they are not sure how things are going to be for them, what is their future going to be like, you know, and you've been praying, and yet you're not hearing anything, you're not getting any breakthroughs, any answers. I think there could be two answers to these problems of unanswered prayer. First is sometimes God delays the answer we seek. Now it's hard to it's hard to chew on it, it's hard to process it because because what I'm gonna read on, you know, what I'm gonna tell you here is that God delays the answer we seek to keep us in humble dependence on Him. You know, if if if, if if that if that answering prayer you know increase our pride then you know God is delaying that answer so that we can continue to just depend on him that was like the situation with Paul's torn in the flesh you know second Corinthians chapter 12 reading from verse 7 to verse 10 such a man used by God and he is praying this he says so to keep me from becoming conciated because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation a thorn 
Now, this is the one that we constantly talk about. A thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. You see, Paul himself has been, you know, pleading to God three times, take away this thorn, take away this thorn. But what did he say? He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. See how Paul has written. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardship, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. This is how Paul prayed. Because there is that this this delay, God answering uh, his his prayer request, and of course, when Elijah uh, prayed for God to send rain. Now, don't forget, God promised to send rain, but He didn't answer instantly. What it didn't rain instantly. Just like sometimes when we pray. God didn't answer instantly. It took seven attempts on Elijah's part before the first cloud was seen in the sky. So sometimes God waits to answer to keep us um, really keep to keep me humble as well. You know, as I as I pray for this uh, people that I walk with to see breakthrough. Sometimes it's it's not about days. It's not even about months. It took years, and it keeps me. You know, humble enough to continue to seek God and uh, to seek Him. And even even though I don't understand why is it taking so long, but I continue to seek because prayer link us to God. Now, secondly is this. Just now I say first one is God delay the answer um, to, to keep us humble. Secondly is sometimes God answer us no. For his own reasons. He answers us no. I remember when my dad had cancer. Um, and I asked God. I said, God, please heal my father. Please remove all the cancerous uh, uh, toxic from him and so forth. You know, uh, that was like my first, you know, the, 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 the first way that God answered to me was, was there wasn't an answer. There was just waiting until the end when my father came to know the Lord and after that you know at a much uh, a few more months later my father returned home to the Lord that was how God answered you know he didn't he didn't give healing but he held on to his life he gave my father at least a, a, another nine months before he actually returned home to the Lord prior to that my father didn't know the Lord himself and and it took that nine months as we were praying and seeking God and God began to hear our prayer for his salvation not hearing our not not responding our prayer for healing of his physical body that's where the second part sometimes God's answer is no um, just like my mom uh, my mom passed away when she was at the age of 50 very young I remember that that night before she passed away and I pray I say God you know please come and heal her but God never God didn't for his own reason okay but I'm very very sure that that my mom is in a better place today this is where we have to trust God this is where I learned because after that I, I had anger I say God why do you take my mother away why do you take my father away but this is this is where uh, I have to learn to trust him uh, and also officer of his all-powerful way because God knows everything he, he he knows all the factors which which I do not know um, I pray you know I mean I faith in God I I pray that you know uh, let it be in God's God's will God plans you know uh, God come and touch and, and do the work of healing I mean of this few months I've been praying for people who have been very sick I say God come and do something you know those who are tied down by sin I say God come and and give them breakthrough you know but he overrules my prayer with his own sovereign purpose now the danger is this the danger is a lot of time when we pray 
we actually twist God's arm. We don't trust God. Okay, um, we we don't we, we we just we just twist his arms and and say God uh, answers this so that we can demonstrate this demonstrate that so that so that you know we can we can show to people that you are real and so forth. No, we actually twist God's arm. And when God don't answer those prayers, the danger is this. The danger becomes the point that we lose hearts. We we don't want to pray anymore. And that was what happened to me for many months when my mom passed away in 1997. And after that, I, I couldn't, you know, it took me years before I can start praying for people, having that faith to just say, God, you do your work, you know. And I my work is just, to to link with you, connect with you, and 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 to to pray as a righteous person, as a person who has faith in you, okay. Um, but the thing is this: many of us lose heart. We give up praying. So let's not forget this. And that was that was a lesson that I learned many many years ago. That prayer link us with this all powerful, omnipotent God. This God who spoke into existence of the world, okay, so He can actually interrupt things. He can, He can do things that you and I can never imagine. Uh, even as we pray this way, He answers in very different ways. Isn't that our God, uh, a great God? So, so let us not give up, okay? Let us not give up uh, 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 praying big prayers uh, and expecting God to to accomplish much okay um, not not according to your purpose not according to your glory but according to his purpose and according to his glory so this is the first thing here the qualification uh, uh, the qualification of, uh, of prayer is a righteous man okay a righteous uh, person a righteous life and then we talk about secondly that this prayer links us to God and then thirdly here is this that Prayer is available for anyone at anywhere. What does it mean here? It means that prayer is not just limited to us uh, coming to church on Sunday. Of course, right now we all meet via online virtual. So it's not just, you know, ha having that link there and then we go to the link and then we, we start to bring in our prayer petition and everything. You know, it's not just limited to there, okay? It's not just uh, limited to uh, only Pastors are the one that will be praying for you. Leaders are the one who will be praying for you. It's not even limited to those who can pray very, very, uh, very well with fantastic English, a very eloquent uh, prayers. But if you truly know the Lord, you you truly know Christ. He says here that wherever you are, and and in whatever need you find yourself, just call out to God, and He will hear and answer according to His will what i'm trying to say is this prayer is make available for anyone at, at anywhere and any time okay you don't really need to be in certain place certain time certain people in order to 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 pray and uh, god hears god hears your prayer even though it's a quick even though sometimes it's a silent is it may not be convenient to pray out loudly and God don't weigh your, your prayer by how lengthy your words are. It, God never weigh our prayer by, you know, you must have at least a thousand people gather together and pray. Then only there is power to move God's hand. Now what I want to say is this, there's a place for that, okay? There's a place for that. But, but, but it's important to know one thing, that even throughout the Bible, most of the prayer recorded in the Bible is very short. Thank God, okay? I'm not a person that pray very long, long prayer. And, but the Lord's Prayer is really short. If you if you really go and look at the Lord's Prayer, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, you know. And you find that, you know, it's, if, even if you have only just a few minutes, some of us here says that, you know, Trefina, we, you know, we, we just can't get ourselves to pray long prayers. Why not short prayers? Why not even if you have a few minutes, just devote that time for prayer? Because you know, anywhere, anytime, at any place, uh, just say short prayers. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who will appreciate 
all the short press that you can save for them. Now, of course, if you can gather together for prayer meeting, that will be good. I'm not saying that there's a place for that. If you can come together, let's say your church has a virtual Zoom prayer meeting, if you can come together, that would be good. Even for us in PLUC, we have a we have a we have a, a, a what they call a, a a prayer room, a WhatsApp prayer room, whereby you know that's where I will just put in prayer requests. It can be our monthly uh, activities, ministry, or sometimes certain needs that we have, or sometimes certain news that we hear, we just throw it there, and we just uh, trust God that people will have short, short time, and just as and when they remember, they will be praying for this ministry. Now, the key text here is this. The key text is, uh, of course, there was, there's a space when we gather together uh, for prayer. It will be effective, okay? But our text here is, the prayer of the righteous man. The righteous man is not about the prayer of big group. It's not about the prayer of in a big church. It's not about a prayer in a in a, in a very well organized prayer meeting. No, but it is a prayer where just you and God, even if it's just you and God, the prayer will be effective. Many times we sit in the counseling room. It's just us and God and the person that we are journeying with. No one else. We don't have a big team, you know. It's just a small group. Just But the Word of God says when two or three gather in His name, He is there. He will be there. So God is there, okay. But importantly here, the key is this. A righteous man. The right standing, okay. Uh, Elijah's prayer was earnest. Therefore, ours should also, you know, let's 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 follow this man of God. That that let our prayer be earnest as well. That's where we learn in Psalms chapter uh, Psalm sixty two verse eight. Let us learn to pour out our hearts to God when we talk about earnestly. We pray earnestly. It's as and when God puts a name in your mind. As and when God bring people before you whether they have depression emotional instability whatever issue that they have would you come before God as a person who has made right with God and trust that God will be the one as you link yourself to God God is the one that we depend on and it doesn't matter whether it's a big group small group just make that prayer available Bring it to the throne of God. God answers our prayers based on His grace. It's on the basis of His grace through Jesus Christ. Thank God. It's not based on our feelings. It's not based on, honestly, it's not even based on how how much we cry. Even though, yes, there are some of us who pray so passionately, so earnestly with lots and lots of prayer. Maybe we can learn something, okay? Um, because James wrote here that the prayer of the righteous is very powerful in his working. So he has brought into our attention this man. His name, uh, his name is Elijah. So Elijah was a righteous man. So Elijah was a righteous man and his prayer accomplished much. So if we read at verse 17 and verse 18, it talks about this legendary man. Let me read out to you what, what is it that he's such, he's called a legendary, okay, legendary, which means that he is famous, lah, huh? historically, he's very famous in the Bible, he's famous, and he's a, he's a legend among the Jews, okay, during James' days. Now, take an account here, okay, he, he, uh, Elijah was a very impressive man, he marched before the wicked, powerful King Ahab and announced that, come on, he, he goes before, he stands before the king and he announced that it will only rain when I say it rains. Wow. Can you see what, what I'm trying to say here? Okay. And then, and true enough, when he say rain, it rains. And uh, in fact, he was also miraculously fed by the ravens during the drought when there was no food and it was so dry. He was actually fed by the ravens. You see, the ravens fed him, and he was, you know, also enable the widow, uh, 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 flower to be replenished. Okay, the the, you know, he did miracle in a sense. Okay, he he raised her son from the dead. 
uh, he called down fire from heaven, consumed the, the log that was actually water log, you know, consumed uh, the sacrifice in front of the 400 prophets of Baal. He ordered the execution of them. Wow, this is, no wonder he's called a legendary. Yeah, he called on fire, consumed, uh, you know, he parted Jordan River to walk across. You know, what I'm trying to say is this, even his final act, was to be taken to heaven without dying in a shepherd of fire. Whew. Elijah was a righteous man. Goodness. Pastor, you just told us just now, you know, that, that, that the prayer of a righteous man, and you were explaining to us about righteous men. And right now you're bringing Elijah for us to compare. You know, it's like comparing what? Sky and heaven, or I mean, I mean, you're comparing a, a, what heaven and earth, you know, the kind of thing. Now, how to compare with Elijah? A man like Elijah, come on, when I was reading, I said, huh, I can never be like Elijah. Elijah, in fact, reading his legend, how what he did actually will stumble me la, from even uh, uh, continue to, to, to want to pray, you know, but instead. James is, is writing it as an encouragement for us. It, because even though uh, Elijah, okay, as we read the story Elijah, Elijah, actually you and Elijah, we are the same. Same nature. Even as we read the story of Elijah, we will find that, you know, uh, why do I say same? Because there are moments where Elijah was also fearful. Elijah was depressed. I was fearful, I was depressed, you know, I had clients who who were demon-possessed, you know, there were moments that I was actually very fearful in my early days, you know, uh, not knowing what to do. You know, I have clients who are bipolar, schizo, you know, they can hear voices and so forth. You know, I really get so depressed as well, you know, after talking to them. Uh, you know, just like Elijah, fearful, depressed, he has his ups and downs, okay? Um, but here, Elijah prayed and God answered. The key is here. The power of prayer is not with a man, but the power of prayer is with our God. That's the, that's the, that's the whole thing. Now, Elijah and yourself, not only you are same nature, you know, Elijah's prayer actually affected the whole nation. Even during those ungodly days, ungodly times, when he prayed, it actually impacted, it affected the whole nation. Now, King Ahab, um, when he was there at that time, King Ahab is just like some of our current situation, our leaders and so forth. You know, you find that some of them are, you know, you know, may not be the, in the right places at this moment of time, you know, and has caused... Uh, a very different atmosphere even in in, 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 in in the spiritual atmosphere as well. But what happened here is this. Uh, King Ahab married this woman and this woman is a very wicked woman. Her name is Jezebel and giving Elijah a lot of a lot of hard time. Okay, Because uh, she worshipped Baal. She actually um, uh, she killed many prophets and, and uh, accepted the hundred that was hiding and Elijah thought that he was the only one left, you know. The Baal God is regarded as one that is controlling the, the rain and also controlling fertility. So it's very much like the current uh, days where, where you find that, you know, morality no longer is the way God uh, has ordained it to be. Even uh, uh, the gift of sex has been distorted uh, with the word lust. How terrible the, the, the morality of our current world is, whereby you find that, you know, uh, the word sex has already been destroyed and distorted since the fall of men. And, and you find that the same thing was happening during that time because Elijah was living in the days where, where things were so evil, things were so ungodly. And, and Elijah began to pray, uh, a prayer for drought. You know, Elijah prayed for drought, okay? Uh, he prayed for drought and then uh, and everybody in the whole nation was affected by the by the three years of drought and then and then they started to question. Remember just now I say Baal is 
for them is a, a god that is uh, able to provide rain and also fertility and and then they begin to ask this question how come Baal is not answering our question you know and uh, uh, God began to answer Elijah's prayer to bring down a fire to the sacrifice and then how he actually used how God used Elijah to draw people to fall on their faces and uh, the people really fell on their faces okay and they and then they begin to say that the lord he is god the lord he is god you know and you must understand that elijah was fighting against all this uh, uh, all these followers, all these prophets of Baal, he was having a competition with them. It was full of drought, and you know, and and whoever that's going to call down rain, don't don't forget that that Elijah was the one that actually ordered, uh, you know, that that ordered for drought. He asked God not to send rain. Okay, and then as one righteous man, he Elijah as a righteous man, his prayer actually changed the whole atmosphere he affected the whole nation do you know that the same can still take place today even though we look at things we especially the ministry i'm doing a lot of times i see that uh, it's like getting darker and darker the days are getting darker and darker same-sex marriages being pushed to 29 nations you know and and they're pushing even much more in terms of gender equality and so forth i look at days are getting darker and darker but one righteous man prayer affected the entire nation and that's where you know uh, i'm not going to give up in praying why just like elijah elijah knew the living god elijah could pray because he knew the living god he knew what god can do and he was saying this that you know that oh lord the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Today let it be known that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and I've done all these things at your word. Reading from 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 36. That all these things, including praying for drought and of course later on for rain. Okay, now Elijah knew God's word. Elijah knew God actually during that time he knew this living God what an encouragement for us what an encouragement as you begin to lay hands and pray for people as you know this living God you know you will know that you and I we don't have the power to change anybody we don't have the power to heal anybody but God does because you know this living God. You know that God has the power to heal. God has the power to change lives. Elijah knew the living God and he knew that he stood before God. The effectiveness of our prayer lives will be in direct proportion to how well we know the living God and consciously stand in His holy presence. I don't have the power to change lives. In doing the work for the last 18 years I can't change people's lives but I know that this God can change people's life and all that I do as I pray pray that they will come closer to the cross because the cross has all the power to change a person's life not just physical but even spiritual healing that God can bring forth unto that person of course in here, you find that Elijah, we can learn from him. Elijah prayed earnestly because he recognized his own lacking. He, he recognized his own inadequacy. NECF will be starting uh, a, a fast and prayer. In fact, uh, in fact, I think from, 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 from this week onwards, they'll be starting 40 days of fast and prayer. You know, and, and people are joining to pray and to fast because just like James would say, pray earnestly. In fact, in, in, if, you, if you look at the word Hebrew, pray earnestly is pray, is pray with prayer. Means what? Means in Hebrew's understanding, it means that we pray with intensity. Intense. Okay? Elijah's intensity in prayer was because why? He's only one person. He's only one man. And he's against a powerful, godless uh, king. He is against that wicked queen. 
uh, against her 400 idolatrous uh, prophets, the Baal prophets, okay? And an entire nation was actually uh, uh, turning its back unto God. So can you see his his solo, you know, one person. So Elijah being a man who is just like you and I, but he's a righteous man, he recognized his own inadequacy. He recognized his lacking. He recognized that he can't, he doesn't have the power to, to do it, to face all these enemies. I recognize I'm limited. I recognize that I'm just a human being, just like Elijah. And that leads us to pray earnestly. If you know that you are limited, and you know that the mount, there's mountains, not just mountains, there's mountains in front of you, okay? You can still pray with intensity. Pray earnestly. We often do not pray earnestly because we allow those situations, those mountains overwhelm us. We allow the power of the enemy to overwhelm us. Please remember this. Even when you pray for somebody to come to know the Lord, it is God who is going to open that person's eyes. It is not you that is going to do it. We are limited. I always tell people I'm, I'm limited. Okay, in fact, I'm a limited addition too. You know, I'm limited, but God is unlimited. We can't limit what God wants to do. So, so it's very important. We need to acknowledge that when we ourselves do not have God, we do not have the power. Whether it's towards prayer for physical healing, for spiritual healing. So, John chapter 15 verse 5 says that apart from Christ, we can do nothing. It's one of my favorite uh, reminders as I, as, I, as I journey with people who are in pain. As I journey with those who are living in sin, as they are praying for breakthrough. I always remind them and also remind myself that apart from God, we can do nothing. That means no Christ, no power. So earnest prayer birth forth or stem from a sense of personal inadequacy. We know that we don't have the power, so we start to pray earnestly. And also from the knowledge that, you know, God is our, our uh, God is in full control. Okay? The knowledge that God is in total uh, adequacy. So lastly, I want to leave this with you, that we should be motivated to pray. I think the first two points has already brought forward the importance uh, of understanding that prayer is a powerful weapon. And if prayer is a powerful weapon, you and I, we should be motivated to pray. Do we live in overwhelming ungodly times yes pray pray because there's been a degradation a degradation of morality among the global among people there's been a corruption like no business okay people don't sense the need to for god okay um, there is no genuine repentance um, and and you find that you know there is this need for people to really return to God. That's why uh, uh, in the ministry that I'm serving, you know, it's always about this, this, this acronym, COACH. Come out and come home. We need to come out and repent of our sins. And we need to come home to the Lord who is forgiving of our sins. Do we face circumstances that are far beyond our ability to change? Yes. Pray. Only God can break hardened hearts. Okay. Uh, pray. Only God... Um, can 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 set a person free you know for people who have diseases um yes i mean just now i mentioned that it could be some unconfessed sins in the person's life but it's not all the time on that okay but let's let's just try to take away this uh, whereby there might be a possibility of unconfessed sins so so that's where you know, we can ask them, is there anything that they have not settled with God? Or even for ourselves, there's anything that we have not settled with God, you know? Sometimes even with diseases that are beyond what doctors can do, pray. 
because God can still do miracles. God can still do supernatural healing. Now, whatever your issues are today, brothers and sisters and my dear friends, pray. Pray. Do you sense that you are you have personal inadequacy? You're lacking? Pray. Because God is going to send an overwhelming, sometimes God sends overwhelming situation for us to learn to depend on Him and pray. So that we would not trust in ourselves, but we trust in the God who raises the dead. Brothers and sisters, friends, we are living in a very challenging time. But though we are living in challenging time, prayer is a powerful weapon. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, that prayer itself is a powerful weapon. Lord, we know that we cannot... We cannot do the work of healing. We are not able to. We can't do the work of setting people free. We are not able to. But God, as you say today, that the prayer of someone who is righteous, it is still working. God, we know that it is you who is still working. Even when we don't see it, even when we do not know it, God, you are still working. Even the short prayer that we uttered, God, you are still working. Because, Lord, we just pray by faith. And, Lord, we do our part. We pray. And the rest, we leave it to you, God. Father, we thank you that you are a powerful God. We thank you that even when days are so dark, we as Bible-believing Christians, we know that our future, our life is in your hands. And, God, we are not going to give up praying until we see you face to face. God, we just give thanks to you for whatever that you're doing in our life. Truly, Lord, it is by your grace. We thank you, Lord. Bless this church as I be alive. Pray and raise up many more people who truly believe that they already have this powerful weapon that is called prayer. And prayer is so simple. Talking to you, connecting to you, letting you know, giving everything to you, and just doing our part in a very responsible manner. God, we just thank you once again. In Jesus' name, we ask and we pray. Amen. God bless all of you. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Live Podcast. We hope that you will be challenged by this message and you will share it with your friends, family member and co-worker. We hope you have a great day. God bless you.